Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. I do want to lay a foundation today for where we're going to be going in this new year. And it's important that we transform and we begin to grow out of religion and start walking into the purpose by which God created us for. And what I'm about to share for some of us is going to be a little foreign because we've been born and raised into religion, into church, into getting our ticket to heaven. But I want you to understand that the whole purpose is, isn't getting God... Let me make sure I say this right. I want to make sure that we're not just focusing in on us getting God, but rather God getting us. In this next year, 2014, if you want to see a change, I just want to ask, how many are tired of starting off in the same place that you ended the year before? In fact, I, I, you don't need to clap or anything, but I wonder how many, and you don't, please, you don't, I don't want to give you up, but how many are tired of ending or starting a new year in the same place you ended financially the year before, to end up in the same physical condition that you ended up the year before, to end up in the same marital situation and drama that you ended up in the year before, to still be fighting the same problems, the same giants, the same struggles that you did the year before. Somewhere along the way, there has to be, as Pastor Ant mentioned last week, progression. And so today, I want you to recognize that our theme this next year, and not just a theme, but the lifestyle by which we were going to live. I preached last year on dominate, that we were created to have dominion. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 says, God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion. Everyone say dominion. You are given the power to rule. You are given the power to have authority over every situation in your life. God granted you power. In fact, you were not just made in the image of God. You were made by the same stuff of God. When God blew into man, God literally shared his essence with man. Say it again, Pastor. You have the same stuff of God in you. Hold on a second. I'm made not just by God. I'm made of God. Slap your neighbor, tell him he's talking to you. So I I need you to get a hold of this. That's why if God dwells in you, nothing... Let me try this side. <laughs> Nothing should overtake you. If you are made of God and God is dwelling in you, nothing shall overtake you. So this year, we are going to be focusing in on kingdom come. Not religion. Not coming to church, 
In fact, you're not going to hear me again this year talk to you about coming to church. I don't give a rip if you come to church. What I want you to do is to become the church. See, coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. You know where I'm going. Just like going to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger. Going into your garage make you a car. Or going to a donut shop make you a cop. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. And so I want you to stand to your feet as we open our Bibles in the book of Matthew. Get ready. Tell your neighbor, get ready. ready. Tell your other neighbor, get ready. ready. He's talking to you. Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 9. When you're there, say amen. And as you're turning there, I want you to understand that the greatest enemy of man is not sin. And it's not Satan. The greatest enemy of man is ignorance. The greatest enemy of mankind is not sin. Sin was defeated at the beginning. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that before the foundations of the world that Christ died. So there was already a remedy for sin before man was even created. God knew what was going to happen. Come on, somebody. So sin is not your problem. Your problem is not Satan. Satan is an unemployed angel. He is an out-of-work, welfare-driven, unemployment line angel with no authority. The only authority Satan has is in the area you're ignorant of. Please say that again. The only area that the enemy has authority over your life is the area where you do not have the knowledge that you have victory in that area. So wherever you're ignorant in, Satan has authority over. So when you don't know that you have the right to be free from addiction... Satan has the right to keep you addicted. When you don't know that you have the right to a whole marriage, Satan has the right to destroy your marriage. When you don't know that you have a right to have your body healed based off of communion and Christ's death and resurrection on the cross, then Satan has a right to keep you sick. Ignorance. Satan is the king of the kingdom of darkness. Darkness is the absence of knowledge, of light. Light has always been symbolic of knowledge, of, 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 of information or revelation. And so this year, my, my goal is that by the time this year is over, that you don't have more religion crammed down your throat. But that you come to recognize the kingdom. This is going to be foreign to some of you. But you know what? I want you to do this. Just do me a favor, all right? 
that as I'm speaking, if something sounds good that touches your spirit, even if you don't totally understand it, clap your hands and say amen. Because as, I, as I'm unveiling this knowledge to you, and it starts setting free and turning on lights inside your spirit, it's going to be like candles or floodlights being turned on in an area of darkness in your life. I want you to start agreeing with it so then it becomes life inside of you. Amen? There, there's, that, that, that's what you just Just clap and start agreeing with it until it becomes reality in you. Let's read the word. Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 9. If you're there, say amen. Amen. In this manner, therefore, pray. In other words, prayer isn't an option. If you call yourself part of the kingdom, prayer is not what you do. It's who you are. So don't tell me you want a great year and not show up to prayer. Thank you. That was good. Only one person got that. (laughs) In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Read verse 10 with me. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Which means this. Whatever's going on in heaven, you have the right to call down to earth. In fact, let me explain it a better way. If it's not happening in heaven, it has no authority to happen here on earth. Uh, I'm going to start preaching. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I need you to understand something. Everyone say this with me. Kingdom come. You see, the kingdom of heaven will not just show up. Jesus would have never had us pray a prayer that invited, that invoked, that, that, that prepared or enforced the kingdom if the kingdom just showed up on its own. The kingdom of heaven will not just show up. The kingdom of heaven has to be enforced. It has to be established. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that Christ has made us all both priests And kings unto our God. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and 6. That he has made us both kings and priests. Everyone say kings. Kings. Priests. Priests. Kings. Kings. Priests. Priests. See, we we always say that, you know what, a man's home is his castle. We think that we're we're just, you know, talking smack. It's true. Because you're a king. All the men say Amen. Come on, come on, say it like a man. Don't give me the little, amen. Come on, all the men, say amen. amen. All right. But we know we, the church is, you know, we need to start rising up some men that are fired up for God. Yeah. 
One thing I love about the CWC family, you look around and you see men in the house. Oh, come on, you guys are going to say amen. Say amen like you mean it, man. Come on. You know what? At CWC, there's some real men in the house. All right, all right. Our greatest enemy is not Satan or sin. It's ignorance. Which means whatever area of our lives that we are lacking knowledge in, the enemy now has authority to rule over us. And that's why many times we come forward and we ask, Pastor, will you pray for us? Prayer team, will you pray for us? And we operate based off of pity. God, would you please heal me? God, would you please do this? Lord, do you see my situation? Lord, do you see? God, how come I'm always going through this financial situation? Look at the fool I married. Why am I with this person? God, why am I going? Look at these kids. These kids. Well, I don't even know who these kids are. These are ugly kids. Who gave me these kids? And you're in this situation where you're struggling and you're complaining and crying about your situation. But I need you to understand that God doesn't move based off pity. In a kingdom, a kingdom is a legal system. And in a legal system, things aren't changed based on feeling sorry for someone. The only way, God is a righteous judge. He's a king. And his judgments are righteous. So the only way we could walk into the king's throne room and ask for him to do something is when we have a legal right To ask for it. You're you're not getting it, but you're getting it, okay? And so in church and religion, we try to we, we, we try to pacify people. They're going through something. Well, I'll pray for you. I'm, I'm battling this. We know it's okay. We're, we're, gonna, we're here for you. And instead of recognizing that we operate in a kingdom where we serve a king. Now, every one of us is a king. We're a priest. Which means this. A, a kingdom is made up of this. In order to have a kingdom, you have to have a king who rules. And you have to have a domain, the area that they rule. You can't be a king of nothing. All right? <laughs> I'm the head and not the tail, a lender and not a borrower, above and not beneath. But you ain't got nothing. You ain't doing nothing. You have nothing lined up. You can't be a king of nothing. God made you a king. But in order to to be a king, you have to have a domain, an area of rule. And so I need you to understand is that with every one of us, every man, every woman, you are a king and queen unto God. Which means you have an area of rule. Well, pastor, I don't have an area of rule. Where do you work? It's your domain. But, but, but I don't own the company. Yeah, you do. Wherever the soles of your feet are planted, that ground is given to you. Well, pa- pa- I'm a student. Well, you know what? That school belongs to you. You walk in, young people, into that school, and you walk in and say, the king has arrived. <laughs> Because that's your area of rule. 
If you play basketball on a basketball team in high school, guess what? That court, you are the king of that court. You rule that area. How you play, how you prepare, everything you do speaks of the kingdom that you come from. Follow me on this, okay? I'm going somewhere. If you are the king of your castle, the king of your realm, you are limited to the resources, ability, and function of that king. Whatever kingdom you operate under, whatever king, his authority, you are pulling his ability from that king. So if you are the king of your castle, you are the man, you are the woman, you are all that in a bag of chips, you have it all together. If you are that person and no one else is over you, then you are limited to what your abilities are. But when I surrender my kingdom to his kingdom, I don't own a house. He does. You ain't, catch, you ain't catching this. I don't own a car. He does. It's not my job. It's his job. I'm on assignment, baby. I'm here to do a work. I'm here because I'm on assignment from my king. I ain't even from this place. I'm, not, I'm, I'm in the world, but I'm not of this world. I've been sent here to do a job. You've been sent here to do a job. You didn't originate from here. You originated from God. God sent you here. Baby, you're on assignment right now. You're not here by accident. God sent you where you're at right now because you're on assignment. You walk in somewhere. What are you doing here? I'm on assignment. Not here by accident. You know what? You're on assignment at PG&E. They think they hired you. No, you hired them. I'm here because I'm on assignment. You better believe I'm here because I got an assignment on my life. And so when you talk about kingdom, I want you to understand something when we talk about kingdom. We are saying this. If I belong to the kingdom, let me take you a step further on this. My house is not a house. It's an embassy. Why did why are Americans why are we so outraged at what happened in Benghazi? Because our US embassy was overthrown and people were killed. Americans were killed. Not on foreign soil. Listen to me. Get your attention on this. Not on foreign soil. On the U.S. Embassy. What am I talking about? You see, an embassy, no matter what nation it sits in, When you step onto the property of an embassy, you are no longer in the country that that embassy sits. 
If you go to Africa and you step into the U.S. Embassy, you are no longer in Africa. Baby, you have just stepped into the United States of America. If you're in France and you go to the U.S. Embassy in France, you step over the line, you end up immediately in the United States of America. Why? Because an embassy is no longer part of that country. You are sitting on soil that represents the nation that represents it. Are you following me? That's why we were so in, we were so enraged because the attack in Benghazi, when they came in and they killed our... our um, are our people that were there. It was as good as them as coming to New York, invading and starting to shoot up our cities. And Americans were outraged because we did nothing about it. When you belong, now I'm, some of you are like, man, Pastor Dan, I didn't know we were coming to Fox News this morning. I was doing CNN and all that stuff. I came here for you to encourage me to get through the day. We, we're, we're done with that mess. And I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of putting band-aids on spiritual babies and sending them back out on the street. It's time for that, that we get learned up in here. And so what am I telling you? I'm telling you this, is that when my house, when, with me being under the kingdom, under the king of kings and the Lord of lords, when I submit to his kingdom, my house is no longer my house. It is an extension of heaven. Oh, you ain't catching this. You ain't catching this. That means my car's not my car. It's an extension of heaven. My body's not my body. It's an extension of heaven, which means, oh, come on, somebody, which means this. See, some of y'all are afraid because you're afraid of what you're going to lose if you go all in with God. Some of y'all ain't got nothing. You ain't got two nickels to rub together. And you're afraid of what you're going to lose if you give it all to God. Honey, I'm here to tell you, when you go all in with God, you get it all. You get it all. So, when the enemy comes into, when sickness comes into my house... It's not coming into my house. It stepped into heaven. Is there sickness in heaven? And if my house is an extension of heaven, is there divorce in heaven? Then there should be no divorce talk in my marriage, in my home. Are you following me? Is there lack financially in heaven? Then should there be lack financially in my home? See, there, no, no ambassador goes to another country on their own dime. All our ambassadors that are out there are funded by the government. Oh, it's going to get good in a moment for some of y'all. So if I'm a representative of God... So, some, the light's going to start going on for some of y'all, okay? If I'm a representative of God, 
I'm not from earth, but I've been sent here to earth on assignment to do kingdom work. Which isn't just for ministers, but for everyone that calls himself after God. That means that I'm not here on my own dime. When I have a need, hey, hey, heaven, we got a problem here that, you know, the dryer broke down. And, you know, uh, I know there ain't no broke dryers in heaven. And so we need to get this thing fixed. You know, the, the, the royal limousine just broke down. And so we, we got to get some 22s fixed on that, that limo. We got to get something taken care of. I know there is no cars in heaven that ain't got no rims or have no tires on them. So we got to get this thing fixed. What am I telling you? That when you belong to the kingdom, I don't walk in begging God. Oh, God, please, will you do this? Oh, God, please, can you do that? You see the condition that we're in? Oh, God, we're falling apart. I walk in legally. God, I have a right to the things you promised in your word. Folks, it's time to stop living off of pity and start living from promise. So I want you to ask yourself this question. I'm going to land the plane here, okay? But I'm circling the airport while I'm doing it. (laughs) You have to ask yourself this question. In anything that you face in your family, with your children, in your finances, in your body, I want you to ask yourself this question. Will it be that way in heaven? Whatever you face, will it be that way in heaven. If it's that way in heaven, then it can be that way on earth. But if it's not that way in heaven, it shouldn't be that way on earth. Let me put it to you this way. The kingdom doesn't just come. It has to be enforced. We have to take territory. We have, to, we have to start transforming our homes into embassies. And all of a sudden, you'll start seeing the light of God showing up in every neighborhood throughout San Jose, throughout the Bay Area. And we'll start seeing transform. We're waiting. You know, it's kind of, as Christians, we're, so kind of, we're kind of twisted. Something bad happens in the world, and we're like, yes, Jesus is coming soon. You know what? We're whacked. We got some really sick people. Oh, there was just a, there was just a tsunami in this, this country and all these people got killed. God's bringing judgment. Amen. Excuse me, but what the hell is wrong with you? Those are children of God. People fashioned after his image, whether they're serving him or not. And we're responsible for bringing the kingdom. We got to transform earth to make it look like heaven. But we're so busy just trying to get through the day. You can't transform anything when you're stuck 
trying to survive it. The kingdom is God's total solution to man's total problem. Whatever your problem is, the kingdom has a solution for it. And I love what Bill Johnson said. He said he made the statement that we have confused our destiny with our assignment. Let me explain that. Our destiny is heaven. We're going to heaven someday, amen? How many believe that? Say amen. Okay. So our destiny is heaven. But our assignment is to bring heaven. Our destiny is to go to heaven. Our assignment is to bring heaven. But what we're doing is now that we got our ticket to heaven, we're just waiting for Jesus to come. And we're letting everything look like hell. That's why people don't want to come to church. Heck, I don't want to come to church. I don't want to go through the same thing, preaching to the same people, doing the same thing, dealing with the same problems, never wanting to change. Kingdom. Don't confuse your destiny with your assignment. We got to bring heaven to earth. Listen, do you believe the word of God? No, I need to know. Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe what Jesus said? Do you believe what Jesus said? I want you to ask your neighbor, do you believe what Jesus said? Don't, don't, don't ask the wall. Do you believe it? If you believe what Jesus said, then it must be possible. Jesus would never have us pray something that was impossible. Your kingdom come, your will be done on as it is in. If it was impossible to be done, he would never tell us to, to, to declare it. So what the enemy has done is got us caught up with the just get by mentality. If I could just get by. If I could just get through this day. If I could just make it through this day. You know who we're like? Let me see. Who's hiding over here? Come here, Sam. In fact, I'm going to need someone your size. Uh, Come on up here. Cisco, why don't you come up? Jack, why don't you come up? Okay. I want want y'all to do, do, do a little something. Bill, shut me down for a second real quick. In the book of Acts, it tells a story right after Jesus dies on the cross, is risen again. The disciples go up to the upper room and they wait there for the power from on high and the Holy Spirit fills them. 
They begin to speak with new tongues, but it's not the tongues. And what, what blows me away is the way religious people get caught up in the tongue. Is the tongues for today? Now, let me ask you a question. Is the Holy Spirit for today? Well, I don't believe tongues is for today. That, for, for, forget tongues for a moment. Is the Holy Spirit valid today? And so they, uh, what, what happens, they get filled with the power of God to become witnesses. And all of a sudden, John and Peter are walking into the temple to pray. So John and Peter get together. Come here, handsome man. Looking fine in that shirt, man. And so John and Peter start walking. And as they're walking in to the temple to pray, all of a sudden at the same time, there's these men that are bringing this lame man in. And this man has been lame from his birth. And every day they would bring him to the front of the gate beautiful. And it was called the gate beautiful because it, it, it would look like it was laid in pure gold. Just this beautiful gate and it was the entry into the temple. But as they brought the layman in, now you're lame, not dead. <laughs> so, they bring the layman in and they lay him at the gate. And at that time, now, Peter and John have come out of religion. They, they were born and raised in religion. But they've just seen a man crucified, raised from the dead. Tell him to go wait 10 days. They've received the Holy Spirit. Now these men are changed. Now they're going in to pray. On their way in, there's this man there who's asking them for money. And like most ministers, you got, you got something? Fresh out. Look at that. Look at that. Just, just like a woman throwing money at a problem. Throwing the story off. Throwing the, you're throwing the story off here. Throwing the story off. I'll take that after church. <laughs> or, I'll go, or I'll go get it after church. Something happens here. I want you to notice something about this man. Every day, the Bible says, every day, they laid him at the beautiful gate. How many of us have ever been in a beautiful situation going through an ugly thing? Every day, he's cut, can only go so far because if you had any physical ailment, you couldn't enter the temple. Somebody say, thank God that isn't the case today. God says, come as you are. But he wasn't allowed to go into the temple. Peter and John come up to this brother. He wants money. Hey, th this is how he, he, op he operates. He lives off the pity of others. Comes to church every day. Hey, how you doing? Don't have enough money to go eat after church. I don't know how we're going to make it. Just don't, you know. 
Hey, well, here, here's, here's 20 bucks. Maybe you guys can... You got 40? I'd really like to go to a nicer place. Because <laughs> you got folks that will use pity to survive. Okay? Peter stops him. You're Peter. I'll be John. Remember, John was a young one. Peter tells him, look at me. And the dude thinks he's going to get hooked up. This is it. I'm going to get paid right now. Because I've heard about these guys. This guy's going to have to have something. He's going to bless me right now. But Peter looks at him and says, look at me. And Peter tells him, silver and gold. I don't have. He just lost that boy's attention. See, because if you need money, you know, drive down the street anywhere in San Jose at any intersection and they're holding a sign that they need money. Drive up to one of those brothers and say this. Roll down the window, call them over to you. (laughs) They come over to you. Hey, man, look at me. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to give you. (laughs) What do you think they're going to do to you? Peter tells him, look at me. Look at us. I'm here to tell some of you that 2014 is going to be your look at me season. It's going to be the season you're going to tell people, look at me. You want to find out how to make it? Look at me. How to break addiction? Look at me. How to heal your marriage? Look at me. It's going to be your look at me moment. Peter couldn't say, look at me, a week ago. Two, three weeks ago, he couldn't say that. He was too busy denying Jesus. Now he's saying, look at me. Look at us. Silver and gold have I none. See, you can't give what you don't have. Right? If Peter had money, he would have done what most churches do. I don't want to be a church. I want to operate as a kingdom. What most churches would have done was this. Where's that money at? Give me that money. Come on, girl. See? See? You're like a board of a church. This is what a church or ministry would have done. Okay, this is what we're going to do, man. We're going to be here every week to make sure that you're fed. We're going to put a little, a little umbrella over you, give you a little something something to drink, feed you, make sure you're okay. And so what we're, we're not going to give you this, but what we're going to do is we're going to put money to create a ministry to make you comfortable in your condition. Wow. Not going to challenge to change you. We're going to make you comfortable where you're at. So you know what we're going to do? This is what we're going to do. Get out the way, man. Get out the way. This is what we're going to do. Get, give, me, give me my guys. Pick this brother up. Let's get him a chair. Let's make him comfortable. There you go. Help him up. This is, this is what they would have done if they hadn't experienced the power of God. Okay? Here you go. There you go. A little... Little water. Don't don't put your lips on that. I already did. 
That's what we would do. But because they had no money, you can't give what you don't have. Peter was able to look beyond what he wanted to see what he needed. He could only go so far. This is where you stop. You stop at the beautiful place. And many of us come to church week after week. And you're comfortable now. At Overfelt, we were a heck of uncomfortable for those of y'all that have been with me for a second. You know what I'm talking about. It was cold outside. You could see your breath inside. When it was hot outside, you'd be sweating like crazy inside. We were setting up, breaking down, going through all that. But now you got comfortable chairs. Making you comfortable. Making sure you feel good. Got the AC going. Got the heater happening. Can't give what you don't have. But that which I have, that which I have, see, what you do have, you can give away. I can't give you Albert's car because I don't own Albert's car. But what I do have, I can give you. Peter walks up to him and says, takes his hand. Says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Stand up and walk. Now, I, I want you to hold on a second. I'm, I'm going to build this one up because that's a great moment here. Well, I want you to find something. When, when he picks him up up to this point, this brother can't stand. He's lame. He's never walked a day in his life. 40 years and he's never taken a step. My dad, my dad is, is 81 years old, had a fall, hit his head, ended up with part of his body being paralyzed. And now in the process, he had to go to a rehab home to learn how to walk again. This man's never walked in 40 years. But when Peter comes and picks him up, he goes all in. This could have been an embarrassing moment in the word of God. Picked him up and start dragging this dude. Come on. Come on. Get up. Get up. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Boom. 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 Come on. Get up. He had a moment to look bad. But he took a chance. He trusted God. And he doesn't give him... What he asks for, he gives him what he needs. Picks him up and immediately, when he stands up, for a moment, Peter had to hold him. We all need someone that believes in us enough to say, stand up. You can do it. This thing isn't going to defeat you. You got this. Rise and walk. We need someone in our lives to give us a hand. We need someone that believes in us enough to reach out and to pick us up. Someone that cares enough not to throw money our way, but to give us our hand and to lift, to be part of us, to come in with us. And I'm here to tell you that your pastor, that your family of CWC is coming together with you. You got this. Rise and walk.
You got this. And I love what happens. Take, take that brother up. The Bible says that he leaps to his feet. And he begins to run and jump. Now, he's a dancer. That's why I chose him. He goes up into the temple, goes beyond the gate. Beautiful. He's going farther than he's ever gone before. He doesn't have to wait on the outside. He can go in. Look at this boy run. Get on up there. And he's leaping and he's shouting and he's dancing. Listen, y'all better be careful. Y'all need to be real careful because you see some folk worshiping. You see them dancing. You see them shouting. Don't you ever judge their glory until you know their story. This man didn't need a walker. He didn't need to learn how to walk like, a, like an infant does. When God touches you, he expedites your season. He takes you beyond what you were able to do on your own. And he takes this man from learning to walk to jumping, to shouting. Ooh, some of y'all. Your season of jumping and shouting is about to begin. Some of y'all need a hand up. Some of you have a hand to give. But whoever you are, we're going deeper in 2014. (laughs) Kingdom come. Say that with me. Kingdom Kingdom. come. Come. Kingdom come. Doesn't happen by accident. It's enforced. I'm believing that 2014 is the year that no divorces happen in our family. I'm declaring that 2014 is a year that diabetes leaves this family. I'm declaring that cancers all be removed from this family in 2014. Because anything that happens that doesn't agree with heaven is an attack, is an assault, is an act of war upon the kingdom of heaven. And my king has never lost a battle. Bow your heads with me. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.